Hey, what's up tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. So we uh, we had a, a switch up here, didn't we, guys? You may have noticed a change in our intro. <laughs> <laughs> Something's a little different. As we are no longer a group of three, we have changed names. <laughs> We're no longer just three dudes. <laughs> There's a multitude of dudes now. <laughs> so many dudes. Quite a few dudes. So yeah, we are Run the Reel now. With the new name, we're kicking off this category of our picks of best movies of 2018. And so Terry picked this first one. That's right. I picked Annihilation. So Annihilation came out last year. Um, There was some, I don't know, controversy or something. Paramount was like, this movie's too intellectual for people. Right? That's what they said? Yeah, they weren't banking on it making any money because it was a little too too smart. Too high sci-fi. That's what they said. Yeah. So they sold it to Netflix, right? I think they sold it to like, released it in Europe and like outside of the U.S. way early. And then they like limited released it in theaters here in the United States. Which I think they should have done it the other way around probably, but. But what do we know? We're not studio execs, right? (laughs) We just go watch all the movies they make. Yeah. So um, Annihilation's been kind of, I guess they're kind of right. It's got a split in it in the reviews and scores. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got an 88% tomato meter, but a 66% audience score. And on IMDb, it has a 6.9 out of 10 user score. A 79 meta score. Yeah, it's kind of not what I expected. I thought that'd be kind of high all around, but I guess there was, yeah. Critics liked it and audience not quite as much. Yeah. Also, this movie is directed by Alex Garland, who um, was known for Ex Machina in 28 Days Later. I didn't know he did that one. I think he wrote that one, yeah. Ah, okay. Ex Machina got some pretty good critic success when it came out a while ago. If I remember right, it was an Oscar winner, too. Yeah, best achievement in visual effects. They were really good. That one was the talk of the town, so they say. You heard a lot about it from critics and people like, hey, there's this really good sci-fi movie out now. A lot of reviewers and people are talking about it. Whereas with this one, didn't really hear much about it. Probably because... Like we said, the studio didn't have much faith in it and probably wrote it off as a loss from the get-go, which it did flop, so they weren't wrong. (laughs) Also, just a little bit more background information. This movie shares the same name as a book by Jeff Vandermeer. It's a novel called Annihilation, but it's not really that similar story-wise. It's kind of like he took the idea and just ran with it. Uh, he's quoted saying something like, I wanted to make what was like a dream of the book. Yeah, I think he didn't reread it. He just like made a movie about what he remembered it being about. And just a quick summary here. I'm going to read the IMDb page because I don't know how else I'd summarize it. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply area x you know that's not a bad (laughs) description really so i guess what what do you guys think about this movie obviously terry likes it quite a bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) spoilers (laughs) 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 you know i enjoyed it a lot more the second time around actually I, i was looking through our previous review of it and uh i was pretty critical and i stand by a lot of those statements but i did enjoy it a lot more this time actually Yeah, I enjoyed it more the second time watching it as well. I actually saw it in the theater 
um, when it came out, which was pretty cool. Especially this one, yeah, with some of the visual effects and everything, because they are good, just like they were in Ex Machina. So that was nice, but um, I did like it more the second time, though. It loses some of the shock value that you get the first time around watching it, but kind of makes up for it in other areas on its second viewing. Yeah, I really enjoyed this a lot more second time. Uh, I think the first time I watched it, I was really expecting the book because I read the book before seeing the movie. And it's 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 nothing like that besides, yeah, he takes the idea and just does his own thing with it. And so I said after we watched it yesterday, I was like, man, that's like a different movie than I saw the first time we watched this. Like, I remember the bear scene being super tense, but I was like completely wrapped in it this time. And I was like, oh my God, how did this not hit me last time? You think it's because you're trying to connect it with the book more the first time you watched it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I said, uh, just a little background. We we did review this movie a little bit earlier before we were on this podcast and stuff. And I think I remember saying that my favorite stuff out of the book, like I didn't love the book by any means. It was cool. But the stuff I really enjoyed out of the book is not in this movie. Yeah, there's like a whole like tower thing or something in the book, right? Where like that's the whole like center of the book is them figuring out what the heck this tower is. The lighthouse is in the book, but it's nothing like it is in the movie. Um, there's a a tower that is really interesting because, um, well, I don't want to spoil the book, but it's super interesting when they go down in there, and that's my favorite part of the book. And that it's not at all in this movie. I was able to disconnect from the book and watch what Alex Garland wanted to do, you know, this time without expecting the book. Yeah. I think I was kind of, when I, as I read the book before I watched it too, cause that trailer really sold me for it. And, uh, I think I was with you, like, I didn't really love it. I liked it enough, but I didn't think it really, I don't know. It didn't really pull me in like this movie does. So I wasn't really attached to it as much. I think, yeah, the stuff in the tower was really cool. But I think this movie, I was pretty happy to see the changes they made. I think they did a good job of adapting the concept, but keeping their own path, separating themselves from the source material. Yeah. So I will say probably there is some stuff that I still have problems with with this movie. I enjoyed it a lot more. But my main problem with this movie is... They have this like interview with Natalie Portman's character, Lena, where she's sitting in a room and she's getting interrogated by all the scientists. I, I do not like that style of it cuts away from Area X back to them, you know, and them talking and explaining stuff. I'd rather just see the Area X and leave out that whole interrogation interview portion. Yeah, I think the beginning, I think it makes it a very strong open when like she's in there and like they're asking like, well, what was it? And she's like, uh, I don't know. And it's like, well, what did what did it do? And you're like, uh, I don't know. I think like that really set a tone for it. And I think the ending kind of sets a tone for it too with the interview. But I think I do agree with you that some of the middle bits like feel like it was just like placeholders. Like they were only in there for like 30 seconds. Like he goes like, asked her like, well, how did you eat? And then it like cuts away again. And it's like, <laughs> well, I don't need to see that part necessarily. Yeah, it just kind of disrupts the narrative flow for me. And I think that they 
put it in there to try and explain it to dumb audience members? Maybe. I mean, it doesn't really explain anything, though. I think it just kind of accentuates whatever scene is coming up next. Like the how did you eat thing. I mean, the next scene is them being like, do you remember eating for the last week? And they're like, mm, nope. So, I mean, I think it just kind of sets up some scenes. It is a weird narrative style, though. I could go without most of the stuff in the middle there. I mean, I liked the jumping around when it was like stuff from Lena, the main character's like life. I thought that was well put in there. But yeah, I do think the the scientist stuff, a little bit less. I think a good beginning and the good ending with it would be good. But Having three time zones of narration is kind of weird. Yeah, I like the her past, like you said, because that demonstrates her... Like, the theme of this movie is self-destruction, okay? And it flashes back to her, you know, doing self-destructive stuff, like cheating on her husband, you know, that kind of stuff, having an affair. And it kind of fits in with the narrative, I think, there. Whereas the interview is like, yeah, it just sets up something. I'm like, take it out. We don't need that middle junk there. I mean, I guess it could be like setting up the whole theme of like a space alien that doesn't, we can't possibly comprehend what it wants or what it needs. And it's like humanity's trying to understand this thing that it could never possibly comprehend. I don't know. It's still. Yeah, I don't really need it, but I wouldn't say I like mind it. It doesn't bother me personally. Yeah, it's a nitpick for me. That when it does cut in, it's not like it sticks around for very long anyways. So the other big thing about having that narration there, basically, because that is what it is, is you know that Lena gets out of Area X at the end. So you kind of lose the tension of, okay, so everybody who's gone into Area X before Lena and her team, none of them have come back except for Lena's husband, who comes back after like a year since he's gone in there. So since they have the narration part at the beginning, you automatically know that Lena makes it out. So it's not as tense when they're actually in Area X because, well, you know, at least one of them's going to get out. And then you're like, okay, well, is it just her or do they have other people who made it out too? So when you do stuff like that, it ruins the suspense and tension that you can build up in the movie. And that was my main problem with it. If they do a good job setting up the characters, then you're going to be wanting them to all make it out and so it's more impactful if somebody dies in the process of trying to get out of there and they just they just kind of piss that all away by doing the opening narration stuff well i mean i, I would say like given how it ends i, I don't know i think that the uh, having the open narrative there i mean kind of makes the end of the whole thing a little more impactful than since you've been led to believe one thing when maybe that one thing isn't true like you said they're just really she's just recounting an event to them and then they just go ahead and show it to you so i still don't think they needed it in there. They could have, at the very end of the movie, stuck her in the room with all the people and then them watching her and her getting questioned by the one guy in the hazmat suit. They could have left that idea, put it at the end of the film, and just gone from there. And I think it would have it wouldn't have lessened the actual impact from the ending of the film any, I don't think. And you'd still get all the tension of wondering, okay, are they gonna make it out alive or not? I almost wish they would have taken it all out completely and just ended it differently. I I just don't like that interview questioning section at all. Yeah, I think I still felt a lot of tension in it because it's not necessarily like if you're going to make it out, it's more, I think, the mystery of, well, what the heck is this zone and like what's it doing and how is it doing it and 
what's it doing to them as people, you know, I don't It, it does make up that tension in other ways. So what happens when you're inside Area X is it's a refraction chamber where it refracts all the DNA and genes and stuff of everything inside the um, area and it like combines everything. So you've got, for example, one of the first monsters they run into is this albino alligator who has rows of teeth like a shark and they see all kinds of plants that are growing from the same stem but they're different species of plants and stuff like that so the tension in the film they build it around okay what's going to happen to each of the characters when they're inside area x and then what are they going to encounter in there which leads to some excellent body horror i might add so that's where they get the tension in there but i think if they took out that opening narration kind of like what we've been getting at and they focus more on making the characters a little more likable i guess it would have made a stronger impact and you'd care a little bit more about what happens to the characters instead of kind of just watching it to see okay what are they gonna encounter and what's gonna happen to them you still get that Plus the added tension of seeing something disgusting happen to a character you really, really like. So I think for me, and you know, I don't want to speak for you, TV, too. Uh, I guess for me, it wasn't about the characters. You know, it's about Area X and this Lovecraftian mystery. Like, it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really matter who the characters were to me. They could die or live. I just wanted to know what the mystery is. And that was the big thing for me, I think. Less of the uh, character narrative and more of just the overall overarching concept narrative. Yeah, not that I didn't feel for the characters necessarily. I, I liked most of the characters in this. But yeah, I think the just the whole concept is so like powerful for me at least that, yeah, I just want to know about the zone. And characters are nice, and I, I feel like they pulled off making good characters. But yeah, the zone is really the focus. And when Fox mentioned Lovecraftian stuff, when Lovecraft writes his books and short stories, mostly short stories, I guess, but he doesn't focus on characters. All of his characters are the same in every single story. It's it's basically the same person. And he focuses on what's happening and like the greater mystery, the area they're in. So that is definitely the theme of the movie. It it follows that to a T almost where for me, I didn't really care too much about the characters at all. They made them likable enough, but they don't do a great job setting them up as people to care about at all. Because the theme, that's not the theme. The theme is the actual area X and figuring out what's actually going on in there. Well, the, the characters they send in there are all kind of broken and they've got some form of self-destruction that they've done or is happening to them like the psychologist has cancer um, the one person was an alcoholic the other person cut themselves and then you have lena who is doing her own forms of self-destruction you know with her husband and their relationship so the characters all fit into the theme and uh, area x which is you know self-destruction it's just the same thing presented in multiple different ways it's kind of like uh solaris when we reviewed that that one doesn't focus much on the actual characters either it just takes a character and puts him into a situation and then kind of shows how he deals with it this 
kind of does the same thing. So yeah, I was with Fox when you said like Area X is the interesting thing to you. Yeah, that was what I wanted more of. Um, was more Area X, more of the the alien at the end, the final encounter, because that was just so unnerving. And I think that's an excellent scene. Just the last, you know, what is it? Probably fifteen minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so cool because it's unnerving. First time I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. You actually have to go think about it. And then once you watch it again, you know what's going on. It's really impactful then, too, I think. Yeah, I think their depiction of the, like, alien is, like, so awesome. It's so, like, unhuman and so weird and different. And you really don't see stuff like that very often. It's kind of like, I guess, going back to Lovecraft, like the color from outer space kind of stuff. It doesn't even have really a human form, at least not initially. It's like just this weird, when you say undescribable, like it's kind of hard to describe. It's just like this very colorful cloud looking thing. I don't know how I would describe it to a scientist either. <laughs> Is it really an alien though? I guess since we're talking about the ending, well, let's get right into it. I'll start off saying I don't like the ending to this movie at all. I have an idea which I'll present when we're done talking about the actual ending or whatever that I think would have been better, but I don't really care for the ending to this movie. I think it is a little forced. That being said, just looking at the ending to it, I don't think it is an alien at the very end, which is weird because obviously the asteroid, meteor, whatever it is, it crashes into the lighthouse, makes that big hole. And then they go in there and yeah, the interior of where the asteroid crashed, it looks like an alien ship. I mean, it looks like nothing from the outside that's been changed, but I'm not sold on the like being that was created there being an actual alien because just from the sense that it was created while Lena was there and it already did the same thing with her husband. Because her husband makes it that far too, and it creates a copy of him, and then that's what ultimately ends up getting out of Area X and going to find Lena, which kind of sparks her getting involved in all that. And then when Lena gets there, basically does the same thing. It takes her DNA and creates a copy of her. So I'm not convinced that it is an alien. To me, it's just, I, I don't know, since... it. They make it to the source of everything, and it seems to me like that's the ultimate. It's very hard to describe because <laughs> it's, I want to say it's the ultimate goal, but I don't think it's a living thing or whatever. Because the whole point of Area X is it's evolving everything and changing it and creating something new, and that's what it does with Lena and her husband. Is yeah, it creates a copy of them. But it's not them at the same time. So I don't I don't think it's an alien. I just think it's taking their DNA and just creating something new with it again. What's taking the DNA? Yeah, what's what's creating these things? The whole area or whatever. It's a refraction chamber. It's not like a living being. It's just changing everything. I don't, I don't, that's, that's mine. I'm not sold on it being an alien. <laughs> I would argue it's just not a being that like we could ever understand because the doctor, when she goes into that room, the doctor has been like, has absorbed like the entire essence of that thing. And she says, I don't know what it wants. I don't know if it wants. And then it like pops out of her. So I think it's some sort of like 
being, but it might not just be anything, I don't know, that we could, it's like, it's hard to describe. I don't know. Like our human understanding of living creatures does not define this thing. So that's true. That's what's so unnerving about it is because we don't understand it. Whatever it is, I don't think that it's like trying to harm us. I don't think it's hostile. It's just there and it's messing around and it keeps expanding its radius of what it can mess with. I think, um, Fox, you said something about like those crystal trees. Oh, last time when we reviewed this? Yeah, like it crashed there at the lighthouse and its radius was super small, but it could see the trees. And so it was trying to create the trees, but all it had was the sand, you know. So it made the glass trees because it could see. Okay. So it's just taking what's in the area and making it a big melting pot and combining things and kind of making its own world, trying to understand what's going on here. I see it as like it's just like this giant like cell that just keeps growing and everything inside the cell is like just DNA that can be moved around or repurposed. Yeah, I agree, TV. I wouldn't even go so far as to say that it's trying to understand. I don't even, I feel like it's not even sentient. It's just some kind of life form in the way a cell is a life form that's just existing and doing whatever it does. <laughs> it just does its purpose and it doesn't really care. It doesn't have a goal. It just wants to do what it does, I think, yeah. I think that it is trying to understand because when it copies Lena, you know, it tries to mimic her. It's trying to figure out what she is, understand why she's doing what she's doing. Because, you know, like when it pushes her up against the door when Lena is trying to run away, it's not, I don't think it's trying to trap her there because it's literally standing the same way. It's just trying to copy and learn and see what she's doing. That's why I think it's learning. I think that you guys kind of said what I couldn't earlier, whereas the copies of Lena and her husband kind of how I interpret it was they weren't acting on the will of whatever alien or whatever it was that came there. It was just they get, ended up getting created because of the refraction chamber, and then they're just trying to figure things out on their own, and that's why they're mimicking everything that their doppelganger is doing because it's like they're sentient in themselves and they're trying to figure out how to exist, I guess. You might have a point, though, because it, when it does die, like the area kind of dissipates. So if it dies, I guess, is the question. But you look at it a couple ways. Yeah, either it creates all these sentient beings that it messes around with their DNA and combines everything, or the whole area is just that being. I think I like foxes explanation i agree with that one the single cell and it's just doing its thing and evolving and spreading and splitting and creating with all the dna that's there that makes a lot of sense to me it's just such a weird thing yeah <laughs> i mean we're doing like yeah the impossible of trying to understand this which i think it makes it hard even in like books and in film like the whole idea of like oh it's just something so vast that we can never understand its purpose it makes an interesting discussion but i can see how people would be also be frustrated by it going on your cell thing fox the barrier around the area that's not in the book like there is a barrier in the book but you can't see it you just cross it you don't know you've crossed it and so i think you know if you flew over that area it would kind of look like a big cell under a microscope so when she looks at her cells in the microscope it kind of just looks like the wall of the 
of the zone. It's very similar. Like, it's shiny and sparkly, and it's got all these different colors coursing through it. That in the movie, you know, Alex Garland puts all this stuff that, you know, we can have this discussion and actually, you know, have valid points for it. Because in the book, there's there's not really enough to go on for anything. <laughs> A bunch of weird stuff happens. There's no explanation. There's, like, not enough information for you to even form a, a good hypothesis about what's going on or theory. But I guess he had to do that, you know, for a contained movie, whereas there's multiple books in this series. Yeah, one of the beauties of film. Yeah, we get visual context clues to support our various claims. Yeah, I think there's enough stuff in this movie. Like, look, we all have different kind of viewpoints on what's going on and theories, so. That's what speaks to good sci-fi to me, is that we could discuss it and all come out with different ideas of what it is. Yeah, I, I see all your guys' points on the ending and for it actually being an alien. I think, yeah, I agree with Fox being a cell or whatever for what he's going for, but I still, I don't care for the ending so much. It just kind of feels forced to me the idea that it's some being or something that's come from outer space doing all this just kind of i don't know i can't describe it too well really it just it seems forced like why does it have to be another alien granted it's not a normal alien we're used to seeing but why does it even have to be that really because nothing else in the movie points to it being an alien which i think that's the main reason why i don't like the ending to me it just comes out of nowhere really because there's no evidence of it being an alien or a being that's changing everything throughout the rest of the movie it's just stuff getting changed and mixed with other genes DNA at random. Like we've we've stated already, it's the movie's kind of about the self-destruction of the characters, but it's also about the evolution of the characters as well, because it's all about change. Change through destruction, if you will. And that's the main theme I got out of it, because when you get in there into Area X, everything is constantly changing. People are turning into trees with flowers coming out of them. Bears are uh, turning into weird, I don't know, not bear creatures. <laughs> like skeleton bears that can talk. <laughs> skeleton bears. People's intestines are turning into snakes and worms and stuff. So for me, I think saying, okay, this is all happening because some alien life form came in here and's doing all this to change it for whatever reason we can't understand. It feels a little forced because it doesn't connect with anything else in the movie. How I would have done the ending, they go in to Area X, they're expecting to find something. I mean, they say, they keep talking about, we got to get to the source and discover what it is. So keep all that in there. They're talking it up, and you can have all the same events happen, and then just the Lena and Ventress get there, and they get to the lighthouse, they go in there, crawl into the hole, nothing. There's just nothing there. And so they get there, and they come to the realization that this is just something that we can't stop at all it's like we're going we're going to experience evolution we're going to be destroyed and created into something new and 
there's nothing we can do to stop it at all. I think that fits better with the tone of the story because when Ventress is talking with Lena, I think she mentions at some point that everybody in a happy relationship or whatever ends up subconsciously acting out and seeking to destroy themselves. And it's not because they're willing it, it's just something that happens. And I think them getting to the source of Area X and realizing there's nothing here, this is going to happen whether we like it or not, I think that's more horrifying, and that ties in with the horror that they experience being in Area X. So that's how I would have ended the film. I think that would have worked better overall with the tone and the story beats and what they're trying to convey, whereas making it like some sort of being, it doesn't fit as well, I don't think, anyways. What do you guys think of that? (laughs) My favorite part is the alien and the being that's messing with stuff. I would have felt really cheated if they would have went into the hole and there was nothing there. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think they need some payoff. I think you can argue that it might not be a living creature either. You know, it could just be the source or whatever. It's not like an alien. I think it adds something really cool to it. Like we don't really understand what this zone is. And so when we get to the middle, it's like, well, we don't, we still don't understand. I think you still kind of get that point of like, what was that thing? What was it doing? We we still don't even know. We think we stopped it, but did we? Like, I don't know. I think I'm with you guys. You know, I I've definitely would have felt cheated if they would have got there and it was empty. But I, I'm not a big fan of the ultimate ending of the movie. I don't I don't like that the lighthouse burns down and yeah, we think we've defeated it. I much would have rather just had her be like, well, I guess there's no way to defeat it. I'm just gonna leave and go home and wait to die. That would have worked better for me, I think. <laughs> I think it's interesting because, in a way, the alien self-destructs as well. Like, I mean, she pulls the trigger, but it becomes a human and then gets blown up by its own grenade. She holds up the grenade, it grabs the grenade, and then it explodes. I think there's there's some kind of interesting symbolism in that, using like our own impulses to self-destruct against the creature. That's a cool way to look at it. I hadn't really thought of it as like, yeah, using our own self-destructive impulses as a weapon against it. It's still like early in development. It doesn't really know what it's doing. And it's just like, here, hold this. You know? <laughs> fire destroys everything. So it tries to like copy the fire or whatever and ends up just killing itself in the process because it doesn't know. And it like looks down at the burned body and is like, oh, I see. <laughs> This is is me now. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like that about it, that there's some interesting self-destruction with the source of it all as well. I think then it kind of comes down to just how two different people would have tackled the subject matter then, because I get get 100% the whole alien thing and the themes, like the self-destruction theme with the alien copying them and all that stuff. But it still feels forced to me. So uh, something I think I, I found kind of interesting this time watching it. Um, I don't know if this fits for all the characters necessarily, but for all like the survivors of the zone and her squad, they kind of all get what they want in the end. Leah goes in to fight it and she does end up fighting it and destroying it. The doctor goes in to understand it. The thing like goes into her brain and she like 
just starts babbling nonsense because it's i think she like in the end does comprehend it and then um the chick who turns into the flowers kind of is like i don't want either of those things i just want to accept it and let it do what it's doing and she just becomes one with the zone i mean obviously one of them gets eaten by a bear which probably isn't <laughs> what they wanted and the other one also gets eaten by a bear <laughs> I was going to ask if uh, that was there. I see what you're saying, though. I mean, the, the second one who gets eaten by the bear, you know, she kind of has that live by the sword, die by the sword thing going on where she's real violent and aggressive and is met with a similar force. I do just feel bad for the first gal, though. <laughs> yeah, and that might have been because the zone hadn't completely, like, gotten into him yet either. I don't know. At least three of them get what they want, I guess. So I just thought of that. The one who gets eaten by the bear... Here's a here's a wild connection for your theory, Terry. Oh, okay. She's talking to Lena earlier about how everything that happened to her to kind of spiral her on her downward slope, this kind of stuff that happened that was out of her control. So her daughter died from leukemia or whatever, and then that caused a split between her and her husband and all that kind of stuff. So you could argue that it's like if she was in control, then she could have saved everybody. And then she ends up getting eaten by the bear. And that's not in her control either. So she couldn't save her family and she can't save herself. But it's all out of her control anyways. So it's like it was going to happen regardless. Yeah, I, I could see that. Makes sense. The other chick, yeah, I don't know. She was paranoid. She wasn't taking it as well, I guess. She was the alcoholic, right? Yeah. I feel like she was probably in some pretty heavy alcohol withdrawal, having been in there for like a month. Probably, yeah. I remember watching it the first time. I felt like her going crazy and tying up everybody and threatening to kill them all or whatever. I felt it came out of left field a little bit watching it. Uh, the second time, you can see her starting to lose it. Like He puts hints of it throughout the film once they get into Area X and her, all the crazy stuff's happening. So I caught on to it more the second time, but I, I still feel like it was a little rushed, maybe, kind of to force the plot to move along a little bit, kind of hearkening back to what we were talking about earlier. Maybe if they cut out the interview stuff and focus more on the character development, maybe that would have helped with that aspect of the film some. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we're getting all, or at least while I'm getting all my complaints with the film out. <laughs> what'd you guys think of the shot composition and the visual effects for this movie? I loved it. It looks so good. I think I enjoyed the visuals quite a bit. And TV, you had a lot of good points last time about the um, the costumes and the drab dress of the characters versus the uh, vibrant zone yeah it's almost it's almost like they're like contrasting like this crazy high saturated world with a normal person with yeah where they seems like in terms of like if i was color correcting like i would have just cranked up the saturation on the zone and like just left the people unaffected and it kind of gives it a weird eerie atmosphere i think makes you feel like they don't belong it's almost like an anti-camouflage really yeah i liked most of it there was some weird parts i think where they were outside and there was some weird like lens flare going on that i noticed that was just them you know going for his his sci-fi vibe where he had like a lot of lens flare and ex machina it just kind of felt weird outside i think but 
for the most part, I liked it quite a bit. I really liked the shot of her standing on the beach with the lighthouse burning and the crystal trees falling down. I think that's awesome. What do you guys uh, think of the music in this movie? I really like the music choices they make. I do very much enjoy that contrast. I, I like it a lot. Me too. I liked it better this time. First time, I wasn't so big on it, but yeah, I like it a lot better this time. Yeah, I think it's really cool how, like, because in a sci-fi movie, you never, like, expect acoustic guitars, and, like, it's just such an interesting twist on it, and I think there's a cool contrast between this acoustic-y kind of calming music to, like, when it suddenly weird stuff starts happening, and all of a sudden this kind of turns into, like, synthesizers and electronic stuff, really, like, it kind of puts you on edge and is really off-putting, especially at the end scene. Oh, man, with oh. The, uh, the colors going everywhere, and it's just this weird music that, ooh, it just gives me chills every time. Yeah. <laughs> That yep. noise is so off-putting. The music really shows the duality of Area X. It'll be, you know, gorgeous and super calm at one point, and then the next you're getting attacked by a shark alligator or some strange being that crawled out of a hole that was created from your DNA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's a good contrast, I think. Yeah. I, like, I think she even has a line when she's getting interviewed by the guy about how, like, it wasn't all terrifying. Like, sometimes it just looked amazing. Like, that guy they find in the pool, that's just, like, this giant weird flower fungus man that's been stretched <laughs> out. It's creepy, but it's also kind of beautiful at the same time. It's it's an off-putting thing, I think, because of that weird, like, colorfulness. And also there's this human that's been, like, stretched apart. I'm going to say to me, what, what's the beautiful part? The fungus or, like, the guy whose jaw has exploded? <laughs> Wait, do people not think fungus is beautiful? <laughs> I thought it looked, it looked very visually like, ooh, this looks like it could be a, a painting or a sculpture or something. I do think you're right. It is very flowery and pretty. Beauty and destruction. Yes. Back on the music, I liked it a lot. I wanted a little more of it in there, actually, because it was so good. And the choices were <laughs> so good, too. I just wanted more of it. I think that like helps with the impact, though, too. Because, man, if they would have done that craziness, that crazy song earlier, oh, I don't know. It probably still would have been awesome. I really like that. I was listening to that today at work, even, like, just how cool it is. It is really good. I liked it quite a bit. Gets time back into talking about the fungus man. Um, going into this movie, the one thing I was not expecting was body horror. And that ended up being my favorite aspects of this movie was the actual body horror elements of it. Yeah. I wanted more of that stuff in there. But um, what we got was, oh, man, it, it takes a lot to make me squirm in my seat. <laughs> but when they cut open that guy on the camera and his intestines were like, snakes and just slithering uh, around inside his body that got me squirming i was like oh god that's, yeah that's really creepy and then the bear of course oh I, I was like terrified when that thing showed up i was like <laughs> oh my god what is going on this is one of the most terrifying things i've seen in recent memory it even creeped me out more the second time because i noticed like more weird stuff about like its eyes aren't like centered like they're kind of offset from each other and stuff looked like it had a human eye too yeah which yeah. is even weirder 
It's just such a weird looking thing. And it's the whole, yeah, it can like say help me and stuff like that. Uh, it can scream like a human. It can kind of talk like a human. Don't oh, like that. That's I'm very... talking about it. TV. Jesus. It's so freaky. <laughs> oh. You don't see much like creature concepts really that scare you as much anymore ever since like alien and those movies were well ever since alien really that thing's terrifying but it's like it's really hard to get that right and this movie just nailed it with the really just the simplest things so i think the thing with this movie what you're talking about is this movie doesn't set out to like try and scare you with something it sets out to make you uncomfortable and it definitely did that oh whereas like <laughs> Monsters and horror movies are, well, I guess they kind of are sometimes made to make you uncomfortable. But they're more to be terrifying, whereas the stuff in this movie was, I think, meant to just make you so uncomfortable and be so unnerving. I think it does it better than movies that create a creature to scare you. Because like this one, like you said, it's not trying to scare you, but what it does and how it focuses on it and just the situation. It does it so much better than all most other movies that are setting out to scare you, I think, anyways. Oh, man. Yeah, just it's just so off-putting. And it goes so well with the, the idea of the movie. Yeah, just this off-putting, like, this thing shouldn't be happening, but it's happening. And it's really <laughs> weird. I don't like it. So are we ready for overall presentations? Yeah, I'm ready. I think yeah, we could keep going. It. but Yeah, we've been going a while. So, yeah, give us our scale, Terry. So our scale goes from burn it, pass, watch it, buy it, from worst to best. So there it is, the scale. Behold. In all its glory. <laughs> well, I like this movie a lot more this time. I love the idea of uh, everything that happens in this movie revolves around the theme of self-destruction. I love seeing how all the characters fit into it, the environment fits into it, and I just love that. I love talking about the alien or the being, whatever you want to call it. There's so many theories you can get out of this. I think it's really good. I liked it quite a bit. The second time, I'm going to give it a buy it. I'll watch anything Alex Garland does. Oof. Yeah, so I'm not going to rehash all the stuff that I hashed out last time we did this, but uh, I did enjoy it so much more the second time and i gave it a buy at the first time so if that tells you anything about how much i enjoyed it this time around uh my biggest criticism of it really the first time around was just how heavy-handed the whole self-destruction theme is like we get it you don't you don't gotta cram it i don't know i feel like it's crammed down my throat and i'm like i get it please go do do something else throw in some body horror but it's really not that bad i mean it's it's my biggest complaint, and it's a pretty minor complaint overall, really. Great sound design, great visual design, some awesome horror moments. I'm giving it a buy it. If you like sci-fi, you'll like Annihilation. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this movie like four times since it's come out. I really like it. I think, yeah, the horror elements are really good. I think... The music's amazing. The visuals are amazing. And I mean, this is just kind of right up my alley. I love the Lovecraftian cosmic horror kind of stuff, too. Um, I can kind of see your complaints that you guys have been having, and I, I do agree with some of them, but it's just like it's not enough to not give it a buy it. I love this movie so much. It like 
hits me on an emotional level sometimes just like with some of the weird crazy stuff like off-putting stuff and even like the ending like it just gives me chills like watching the strange colorful alien like floating around or being or just entity I guess for a better word and the music going with it I think it's a masterpiece and I'm gonna give it a buy it and guess what I put my money where my mouth is because I already bought it (laughs) (laughs) nice that's what I like to hear so yeah uh (laughs) Alex Garland makes some really good, interesting science fiction movies with uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. I think that he's got the ideas and the talent to be like one of the best sci-fi directors that we've ever seen, but I don't think his two movies he's made so far at least for me they're not up to that level for what i'd call a masterpiece yet specifically with annihilation like i said earlier i see where everybody's coming from for the ending and uh it just i don't it still just feels forced to me i don't think it meshes as well with the rest of the film i think the characters could have been better Granted, we did discuss that characters aren't the real focus of the film, but with the whole self-destruction angle that he keeps putting in there, I think having better characters and better character development for all the team members would have served the film better in the long run. Get rid of that interview stuff that kind of takes away the tension, for me at least, of the team members in Area X and focus more on character building. Those are the two main elements that I disliked from this one. Kind of similar elements I didn't like with Ex Machina, but I liked the ending of that one a lot more than I liked the ending of this movie. So yeah, he's got a couple things that have been in both his movies that I don't really care for yet but i think he could improve upon it i know i talked a lot of crap on the film throughout this review but i do really like it quite a bit i am glad i went and saw it and i was looking forward to watching it again it is it's a really good sci-fi piece the watch i just i don't think it is up to the level of the greats in the genre not yet I have complete faith that Alex Garland is going to make a masterpiece one of these days. I just don't think Annihilation is that. So I'm just going to give it a watch it. I think everybody should see it. It's got some really cool themes that you don't see in a lot of movies. It is a risk for the director to take. Well, for any director to take to make something like this because general audiences don't go see it, as is the case with this one, unfortunately. But it's movies like this that push genres forward. And I want him to keep making as many sci-fi movies as possible. So I'm just I'm gonna give this one a watch it. All right. Well, I think that rounds out to a buy it, right? Yep. Yeah. Three buy it's and a watch it. Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. What are we What do we got coming up next week? So I went. Who's next? Who's gonna tell us their favorite movie of 2018? I mean, it was definitely hereditary for me, but I just really don't know if I want to watch it again. <laughs> you can handle it. Oh, I've just barely gotten over it. I can sort of walk around in the house at night now. <laughs> if you pick that one, then Dan has to watch it. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. I think that's going to be mine, too, so let's just knock it out. Do Hereditary? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Knock two and one. Oh, God. Cool. For those who don't know, Dan does not do well with horror films, so (laughs) this will be interesting. 
<laughs> You'll be fine. How bad could it be? That's pretty bad. To be, I'm going to believe all the reviews <laughs> I've heard about it. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening to us. If you made it all the way to the end of this long review, we really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. <laughs>